This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Of course, the Federal Reclamation Center still focuses on victims and victims alone. There will never be a place for predatory behavior within the Haven. Okay, that's all for today. I'll take questions after the inquiry tonight, but Dr. Soleil and I won't be answering any more questions. Feeney, let's head to the summer house. I'm meeting Percy and back. Of course. Thank you for cutting them off. They're persistent. You bet they are, and it's the best. Yeah? Why's that? The more attention we can get on the inquiry, the more scrutiny for Senator Chucklehead. That's true. It's bringing a lot of scrutiny for Percy, though. I'm worried about her. She's still doing that avoidant thing? Yeah. The last time she was like this was the semester after her internship with Daniels. Feeney, I'm getting that despair. Is it just the Percy thing? No. It's Sonia. I'm terrified of what's going to happen today. And the devastation. What's that about? I'm supposed to be her advocate. And I can't advocate for her. I just have to be in there while she faces this. Nah, there's more. What else? She thinks I'm angry with her. Are you? No, not one bit. Then why does she think you're angry with her? Because no matter what I try to say to her, she just goes back to the shame she felt that day when she first told me. I can't get near her without triggering everything. I almost didn't come today for fear of it. The shame is huge. She is so overwhelmed. Some mentor I am. Yeah, some mentor to care so much about her feelings that you're not concerned one bit about what she did to you. She didn't do anything to me. Yes, she did. She put the haven at risk. No, she didn't mean to... She endangered Percy. No, now that's not fair. Who knew that one dumb little action could tank your whole life's work? Uh, No, no, she didn't. She was doing what she thought was best in protecting a survivor. And that's what's most important because that is my life's work. Ah, I see. You're right. That sounds super complicated. How will you ever explain it to her? Oh, okay, Wesley. Okay, you got me. I'll talk to her. I do understand your concerns. Sonia's the type to engage so fiercely, she winds up looking like she's trying to hide something. Are you worried about her? No, not at all. You're that confident? Oh, definitely no. I don't have any confidence that things will go our way at all. How do you stay so chipper? I stay curious. I just tell myself I wonder what will happen today, and then back off from trying to control everything. Huh. You're right. Curiosity is another form of radical acceptance. Yes. Wait, what is that? I just thought of the list of survivors we had to turn away yesterday. Seventeen people who have broken hearts and won't have access to the Haven. I can tell that hurts. A lot. Yeah. Far be it for me to step in on that beautiful Mr. Empathy thing you've got going on. And what are you going to do about it? Is this a pep talk or something? I categorically avoid pep talks. 
Listen, you've got to turn off that empathy. In case you haven't noticed, I'm... You want to do something really helpful for the Haven? Yeah. Stop playing the I-can-handle-this card. I've seen how overwhelmed mental health people get when they try to take on the world. So get help. Call all the old advos and get them back part-time. Activate that volunteer corps you and Percy put in place in the beginning. Trust that the other reclamation centers can handle the 17 survivors you'll send them. You need you, Feeney. You need all those resources you've built up for others. You don't have to be going through what Percy's going through to need support. My own words, again. Emotional violence is still violence. (laughs) That's not fair. Neither is blaming Percy for not taking care of herself while you martyr away over here. All right, all right. Remind me to never go up against you on the stand. I'll call Addie and start the Advo VidCon tree. Good. Now you go find Sonia and I'll wait here for Dr. Avoidant. I'm trying to stay calm, though. I know. And it's okay to be nervous. Percy, I just want to make this right. I know. And all you have to do to make it right is go in there and tell the truth. I would never lie. I know. And I've been catching those stray thoughts lately about trying to strategically tell the truth. You can't strategy your way out of an interaction with a malignant narcissist. It just makes it worse. Yes, I'm getting it. Tell me. Helpless. Powerless. Out of control. Good. I'm impressed you got it out. I cannot believe we are going into an inquiry all about you that was caused by me, and you are out here trying to make me feel better. I should be supporting you. You didn't cause this. Mycroft was going to find a way to do this through whatever means. I know all of that, too. I just don't know how to take my power back. It's like, no matter how hard I try to stay calm and focus on fixing it, I feel just awful and incompetent, Percy. I can't go in there when I feel this incompetent. I know. And I'm so sorry this is happening. I'm so sorry he's doing this to you. Please don't apologize to me anymore. I can't hear it. I just want to focus on fixing it. I just want to feel better. Sonia, darling, you're not going to be able to feel better so long as you're focused on fixing it. Okay, explain. Why? Because you've fixed the part you can fix. You apologized to me. You apologized to Feeney. You sent the apology letter to Ben. You've done your part. The rest of this needs no fixing. Okay, advocate. What does it need, then? You need to focus on telling the truth. I would love to tell the truth. I would love to just get it all out there, but I have the feeling that if I do, it'll just make it worse. How? Daniels is just going to use it to twist it all up about how awful you are. That's how a smear campaign works. And there you have it. Have what? As I recall, your abuser put you through a pretty traumatic smear campaign, didn't he? Oh... Yeah, he did. Now we're getting somewhere with that trigger. Tell me why the truth will work. Because I can't stop what Daniels has planned. Yep. He's going to do whatever he's going to do. And we have something he doesn't. If you say courage, I'm going to barf. No. We have the tools. What's a tool that could work here? I... Maybe... Oh, I've got it. Sort it out. 
that's the one to do with owning the truth for me and let him have the rest. Yes. I believe that's the one you and Feeney used with your abuser smear campaign. Nice work, Advo. Reminding me of a time in the past I successfully faced something just like this. That was totally what I was going for. I need to say the big, scary, shameful thing. At last. I've been hearing it in your thoughts for weeks. Ugh, mind readers. Just say it. I'm ashamed of what I did. It feels like I'm the abuser. Sonia, I'm so impressed. I hope you choose to feel proud of yourself for getting to that point. Now you're going to make me go over the list of reasons I'm not the disordered personality. Normally, yes. But we've only got a half hour until the inquiry starts, and Feeney asked me to tell you he needs to talk with you real quick. Oh, goody. (laughs) Sonia, the difference between a victim and a predator is that though they both want the truth out there, they want different parts of the truth to be heard. But I think you've talked about this with Feeney before? Oh, wait, I do remember something about this. About the... Predator wants to tell the world what the victim did. Not just lies, but if the victim did anything wrong, the predator loves to make that bigger than it is. Like with your abuser smear campaign? Right. He made all my employees think I was cheating them out of their pay. And what were you doing? Withholding the new taxes in a savings account like my accountant told me to do. Good. And when that happened, you had to get the truth out there to make sure everyone knew how horrible your abuser was, right? No, I felt so awful about my poor employees. They must have been so devastated to think I would cheat them that way. I needed to... Protect them. Right. Right. And in telling them, did you share the part about how you'd filed the taxes late? Yes, I had to let them know that I'd made a mistake that might affect them. You were willing to implicate yourself to make sure they were protected? Yes. That fine you paid to the IRS was pretty hefty. Yeah, It sucked, but it was a consequence of me not asking the right questions. I think you see where I'm going with this. Right. Victims are willing to implicate their mistakes to get the truth out there. Predators aren't. I've yet to hear a predator genuinely admit to something they did wrong. They'll perform crappy apologies and say whatever words you need to hear to get you back, but it's not about taking responsibility for what they've done. It will always be about you comforting them. It will never be about how they can restore trust. You were the one who first told me that. In intake, remorse is shown when people are willing to face the consequences, even if it causes them pain. That was the first time someone confirmed for me what that looked like. I can't believe you remember that. Percy, I think it's clear by now that I remember just about everything you say. Well then, remember this. Tell the truth. Even if I'm implicated, I want the truth out there. If I'm guilty of something, I want to face the consequences and fix it. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Good. Oh, hey. There's Truman. Hey, Truman! Come with us. We're going to go inside to find Wesley now. Actually, um, Percy, can you give me a minute with him? I want to do that thing that I told you about last week. Of course. Truman! I'll save you a seat. Wait, what? I thought we were going into... Truman, I asked Percy to go ahead. I've been meaning to find you and have a chat. Sure. You okay? Yeah. Um... I need to apologize to you. Why? What for? I didn't handle it very well when we first started sessions together. I truly regret not following the guidelines for how to handle emotions in a session, and I feel bad it hurt you. I'm sorry, and I'm willing to do whatever you need to fix it. Oh, Sonia, it's fine. I was... fine. It's all okay. It worked out. Feeney has been amazing. I appreciate your reassurance, but... You deserve an apology. 
So I've been working on why I feel so ashamed of what happened. And it's because I realized I was yet another woman in your life who did something wrong that hurt you and never apologized. Oh. I don't want to read you without permission, so I won't, but your face looks like... I'm surprised. That's sad. And you can read me, it's okay, but you're not my advo, so you don't really need to ask anymore. Still, boundaries. And, well, I'm getting that bundle of sadness. I'm so sorry I caused that. You didn't. Do you want to tell me about it? I, I don't think we have time to go into it, but now, now that you've said that, I realize... This is probably the first time I've ever heard an apology from a woman I felt bonded to. Wow, Truman, I'm so sorry that's the case. You deserve to have loving relationships all around you. Thanks, Sonia. You're welcome. And I'm not your advo, but I'll always be a supporter. I'd be good with being friends, too, if that's not against some rule somewhere. I'll double-check with Jeanette, and I think it's okay. And kind of you to want that. I've always liked how fierce you are, and that whole thing with protecting Rose? I know, I shouldn't have broken the rules. Well, I actually thought it was kind of cool. Rose needed help, but you, you helped her. I like that you just went for it. Thanks. It seemed right at the time, but now... Yeah, listen, don't let Daniels get you down, okay? I mean, if Percy's still trying to figure out how to get rid of him... Right, that's a good point. Percy's a warrior. You are too. Thanks, Junior Advo. Has a nice ring to it. Okay, I need to go in now. I'm ready to just do this. Warrior style. Uh, Miss Jarrett, have you reviewed the rules and procedures with your attorney? Yes. And you agree to the empathic counsel's oversight? I do. Um, any other requests? I formally request a live stream be made available to the public. You, you do? Yes. Well, that, are you sure? Senator, while we appreciate your concern, Ms. Jarrett has waived her right to media restriction and wishes the live stream to move forward. Thank you. Yes, that. Was that planned? Yes. Sonia surprised us all by agreeing to Wesley's strategy after an extended chat with Percy this morning. Go, Sonia. Uh, Senator Mycroft is invited to begin the questioning this morning. Thank you, my esteemed colleague, but I yield my time to Senator Gold and yourself. I have no questions at this time. Thank you. Uh, I'll let Senator Gold begin her time first, then. Thank you, Senator Everett. Ms. Jarrett, thank you for your time today. We appreciate your willingness. I'm going to start with the topic we're all curious about. I can imagine this will be difficult to discuss, but it's important to address it. Wow, she's really kind. Alcorn fought to have her involved in this. The more I get to know Alcorn, the more I like her. So true. Wait, are you scared of Alcorn? Let's just focus on Sonia for now, okay? Ms. Jarrett, did you resign from the Haven on May 10th last year? Yes. Why did you resign? I resigned because I broke the primary directive of the Haven. What was the directive? The directive that requires all justice system officials with heightened empathy to seek consent from someone before scanning them to read their emotions. And you say you broke this directive? Yes. How so? I read Bradford Benedict past the primary line without consent. And who is Bradford Benedict? He was a survivor in residence at the Haven. 
And you were an advocate in good standing at that time? Yes. Were you his advocate? Yes. And were you aware of the directive at that time? Yes. And that's why you resigned? Yes. Thank you, Ms. Jarrett. I yield my time to Senator Daniels. I have no questions at this time. Uh, thank you, Senators. Ms. Jarrett, I too appreciate your time today. I also appreciate your candor. Whoa, was that Everett? Yes, he's a solid politician who doesn't lie. I'm glad he's on the committee. He really cares, and he doesn't pull any punches. And you're not scared of him. No, I am not. I promised Percy I'd give you grief to keep you distracted. Shh. I'd like to ask you about your junior advocate training. Did you pass all the proper certifications during training? Yes. Was there any part of your training that you had to miss or skip for any reason? No. Now, who approved your advocate status? Dr. Soleil imprinted the certificate. He and Dr. Colossi both approved my status. Were you ever reprimanded or put on probation for any reason? No. Were you ever suspended from active status prior to your resignation? No. Do you have reason to believe you should have been suspended or reprimanded? I... no. Uh, you sound uncertain. Point of order, Senator. If you want to know what her supervisors think, call them to the stand. Fair. I withdraw the question. Recorder, please strike that from the record. Uh, thank you, Miss Jarrett. I yield my time to Senator Daniels. I have no questions at this time. Senator Gold, the time is yielded to you. Thank you. Ms. Jarrett, were you in a one-on-one -on -one session with Mr. Benedict when you scanned him without consent? No. Were you in a group session then? No. Those are my questions. I yield my time back to Senator Everett. I have no questions at this time either. Uh, we will take a short break. Excuse me. Uh, my esteemed colleague, I have a few questions at this time. Of course. The floor is yours, Senator Daniels. This isn't good. Yeah, Sonia, Percy, and Wesley just went on alert. Miss Jarrett, I would like to return to your advocate training, specifically your junior advocate certification. Is there a question, Senator? I'm impressed you didn't call him Chucklehead. Is that the name this week? Of course there is. Ms. Jarrett, who conducted your certification exam? Dr. Colossi and Dr. Soleil. And during that time, did you have to stop the examination for any reason? Yes. Please tell us why the examination was stopped. Well, um, Dr. Colossi had an emotional reaction to a discussion we were having. Mm. What was the discussion regarding? A confidential matter in Dr. Colossi's past. Ms. Lynn, if you will. Sonia, nothing in training is considered confidential since it's recorded as part of your certification. So I have to answer? Yes, but remember the strategy. Answer the question he asked and only that question. The discussion was whether or not I believed Dr. Colossi was capable of empathizing with victims. 
And what was decided about that question? Ah, Senator, you and I both know that's not a question Miss Jarrett can answer. We do. Enlighten me. She's not doing the gray rock thing. No, this is an advanced technique. She's making light of everything, making it clear that he can't get to her. Cluster Beast can't handle joking during times of distress because it suggests they don't have control. Wow, go Wesley. She's clearly had a lot of experience with disordered personalities in court. This is a brilliant strategy. It keeps him off kilter. Look at him. He can't tell if he's getting to her or not. Then I'll rephrase the question. Will that be to your liking, Ms. Lynn? Oh, it's not my liking we're here to satisfy, is it? But yes, rephrasing the question would be within the legal parameters set forth by inquiry rules. You know, so we can all follow the rules. Of course. Ms. Jarrett, were you aware of the story that was revealed during the course of that discussion? I was not. So, during that discussion, you discovered some information for the first time? Yes. And during that discussion, what did you say to Dr. Soleil about your discovery? I... I don't recall... Senator Everett, will you please direct the VidCon to exhibit LL75? Acute, Senator. Begin playback. That's awful. I have no idea. Yeah, she doesn't share that with a lot of people. How does she keep it from the other advocates? We're not supposed to have secrets from one another, so we can't use our heightened empathy to manipulate people. Is it a director End thing? End playback. Miss Jarrett... Who is that on the recording? It's me and Dr. Soleil. And Miss Jarrett, who were you both talking about? Dr. Colossi. You mentioned secrets. What did that mean? Dr. Colossi had a secret she had kept from the other advocates. And you said that wasn't something advocates were supposed to do? Yes. Yes what? Yes, I said that. Is it true? Yes, it's true. Ah. Hmm. So Ms. Colossi was keeping secrets from other advocates, and she should not have been doing that? Yes. How serious is this rule about not keeping secrets? It's... A part of the best practices for advocates so we can keep each other So safe. a violation of this caliber would be, well, how would you characterize it, Miss Jarrett? I, well, um, I would... Equal to, say, her giving you director-level private logins so you could have access to all the confidential and even classified records of the Haven? I never had access to the classified... You can't know for sure about that, can you? Miss Colossi's logins would have allowed you access to whatever she had access to, correct? Yes. Yes what? Yes, I had Tell access. Tell us again why you had access. Because Dr. Colossi gave me access. With nothing but your word to go on for safety. Yes. Please speak more clearly, Ms. Jarrett. We can't understand your answer. Yes, she had my word. Well. 
we see how well that worked out. Point of order. Senator Daniels is over time. I withdraw that question. Please strike that from the record. So stricken. And Senator Mycroft, you are over time. Will you yield? I apologize. You were offended, Ms. Jarrett. I yield my time. Um, let's take the break I mentioned earlier. We stand in recess until 1400 hours. The hell? Percy's not okay. You can read her? It's that I can't read her that makes me say that. What can I do? Go help Wesley with Sonia. I'll get Percy. Percy, slow down. Can't, gotta walk. Okay, I'm getting that. I can feel the nausea. Yep, still gotta keep walking. Percy, turn around. You're gonna pace. If we keep walking, you're gonna wind up in the presser out front. Got it. Pacing. All right, now talk. You need to talk. You've got the blocks up. I can't help you with the blocks. Feeny, that's one. This is only the first day. We didn't catch that. No one saw it. Not one volunteer. It shocked the hell out of Wesley. She had no idea that that was coming. This is only the first day. What else? I can't read him. You remember. You remember the never-ending story, right? When you talk about the nothing? Yeah. He's like the nothing. I can't read a single thing. Not a thought. Not an emotion. I can't handle the nothing. I know, Percy. I know. It's never been like this for me. I've always been able to rely on this gift of reading people, knowing what's coming next, and it's clear he's going after that. He just brought up the training where you and Sonia talked about him. Yes, he did. That means he's heard all of that. Every word I said to you both. He was clearly using it for supply. You saw how much he enjoyed that. No heightened gift needed to see that. Uh, I'm so sorry no, I told you. Don't her apologize. About it. I asked you to talk about it with her. You were just helping me, supporting me, yeah, and but... now you're caught up in it. I'm clearly doing something that a Senate committee could list as a violation. No. I'm keeping my telepathy secret, and poor Sonia's in there blaming herself for something that's my fault. Persephone. And it's only the first day of questioning. Yes, it is. Did you just yell at me? Hells yes, I did. You yelled at me. You can't yell at me. Yes, I can. I'm the only one right now who can. Because I'm the only one who can tell you that this is only day one. And you don't have enough in you to keep up this amount of outrage for the entire inquiry. I can't help it. Yes, you can. You're Ooh. one of the most ridiculously powerful people I've ever met. And it's time you remember the hundreds of strategies we created together. Percy, you have the ultimate tool at your disposal with this. Which one is that? The one that every survivor has done before they ever get to us. You've never told me about this tool. I, I have. In fact, sometimes you get angry with me for telling you about this tool. Feeney, not now. You need to report him. His abuse wasn't against the law then, but it will most definitely affect how this whole inquiry is handled. And the public would be Feeney, on stop. your side and... I can't. I can't. Do that. Percy, old friend, you can't keep doing this. You're not sleeping, you're stressed out of your mind, and now he's re-traumatizing you in ways you never could have imagined. I don't mean to interrupt. You're not. I'm sorry. This is a very old conversation that we are not having right now. And I have to get Dion from Savannah and run Addie to the Haven before the afternoon session starts. Feeny, wait. Are you angry at him? No. Yes. <laughs> wow. You and Feeny fight? This is amazing. Oh, we not only fight, we have the same fight. 
over and over for years at a time. Feeney, I'm so sorry I yelled. And I'm sorry I can't do what you want here. It won't work. Percy, it's not my place, but you pay me to butt in when I need to tell you that you're about to do something stupid, right? Sure. You're about to do something stupid. Whatever it is you're arguing about, he's got this whole protective thing going on. There's not a bit of ego about it, and I know ego. Thanks, Wesley. Feeney, thank you for the tool. I'll think about it, and I'll be back later. We can't keep doing this. None of you can, but you most especially. I'm worried about her. Oh, she's fine. She's been doing this for so long, her emotional field has these little pathways that are kind of... Yeah, but she's not telling you everything. She's told me some stuff. Well, that's something, at least. Did she tell you about... You know what? Never mind. I I give up. We're not going to win this one. He's gotten too much traction this time. And the attacks from Ben, then Dalton not being in the inquiry, and now the press tour and the Haven's numbers and limited admission, and Percy can't be there every day to do all the co-director stuff. D'Angelo's is attacking on all fronts, and I have no idea what to do. Let him. Excuse me? Let him attack. And do nothing. Come on, Feeney. You wrote the literal book on coping with the after-effects of these types of manipulations. But do nothing? Yep. Grey Rock applies here, too. But he's going to destroy everything. So let him. You'll build it up again. Hell, you and Percy got an amendment added to the United States Constitution that changes how justice is handled. Forever. You two can do anything. Yeah, but what about the survivors? What about them? Well, they'll have to... Follow you on your daily VidCon meditation so that they can get your wisdom. Contact you via private messages while you find a new funding source. I hadn't thought of that. As I understand it, Percy's sort of a vortex when it comes to getting things done. And Alcorn's sort of a genius at fundraising. You three will be rebuilding before the end of the next fiscal year. I don't know if I... And the more we let that dingle nut tromp about like he's in charge, the more he tips his hand. He tells us exactly what he's after, so we can strategize. He didn't tip anything today. Wanna bet? You got something from all that? Hells yes, I did. He had an admitted violator of the first directive on the stand. And instead of going after her to break her forever, he still went after Percy. He wants Percy. Something about her. She's got something he wants. And we need to let him go after it. I don't feel comfortable using Percy as bait in some grand scheme. She's already bait. You're not doing anything. You let me work with her on strategy. You focus on the Haven and on getting rest. And on not letting this guy take over your emotional world. You're far too experienced to let a short-sighted ass-kisser like that get in the way of you keeping the Haven going. And Feeney? Yeah? You can't make Percy disclose something to you. You know that, right? I guess I'm just... I'm hurt she hasn't already told me. I know she's keeping something from me, and she insists it's fine, but it is so totally not fine. She's protecting something. I don't know what it is yet, but she'll tell you. I believe in you both. And besides, healing is at her pace, right? 
Okay. I can do that. Keep calm. Don't let Mr. Esteem Trompleface get to you. Let him show the world his hypocrisy. He won't be able to help it. And when he does, I'll be ready. I've got eyes on him at all times. Thanks, Wesley. I appreciate the good advocating. Come on. I've got to get Sonia out of the closet where her and Truman are hiding. I had my staff take my car to the firm so the press would follow it there. Sonia's waiting on my word. I wish I had a staff like that. Nah, they're no fun. They're all scared of me. I'd rather work with all you emotionally heightened, change-the-world types. You know, if we do get private funding, we're going to need a good legal team. (laughs) Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.